Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace. What's up, YouTube family? We're about to get tapped in real quick with a dope live. Um, I'm trying to maintain some consistency for you all. Um, <clears throat> we all need consistency on our lives. And today's live topic um, is going to be um, about what's your next level and what's the what you need to do in order to get there. What's up, YouTube? So I want questions from you all <clears throat> because I want to know what's your next level, you know, and this is something that I want you all to get to thinking about. Boom. All right, cool. All right, so we just about ready to go. And in this, I'm going to need some of you all help um, so I can make this as practical and applicable as possible. Um, Because often I'm always talking about, you know, getting to your next level and arriving to that next level in life of where one should be. And, you know, I've noticed that um, in this community, in this thought leader community, in this solutions community, in this conscious community, or whatever you want to influence the community, a lot of people have gotten away from uh, knowledge as far as expanding one's consciousness and really getting into in tune with some of that more expansive growth. And it's becoming more um, political, it's becoming more pop culture, and it's becoming more satirical. And, and, and then anything. And I think that we have to get back to the focus of expanding consciousness and also like, you know, like, and that's why I've been focusing on aspirational goals, but also in the practical sense of, you know, applying this consciousness and this enlightenment to get you to that next level in life. So, you know, what I would like to do is I would actually like to bring people on today and talk about some of the things that you can do in order to get to that next level that you want to be at. And so if you look at it like that, 
Um, some of you all may be at a job. You may have a business. You may have an idea. You may be making a certain amount of money. You may be have creative projects. You may have things that you want to collaborate and build with people on. It can just be mental functions of intelligence, different things that you need to get to because here's the thing about a lot of the goals that we have, right? A lot of the goals is you need to become a different person in order to actually execute that goal, right? So what I mean by that is like you have a goal that's beyond your current level of consciousness. It's beyond your current level of intelligence and your current level of um, executive thinking and executive function. And so you may have a goal that may be talking about um, having a six figure business, seven figure business goal that uh, that requires just a different level of intelligence or just a different level of thinking, you know, that's required within it. And so one of our biggest problems is that uh, we have goals that's bigger than ourselves a lot of times. Uh, what's up, M Billion? Uh, let me know you're trying to tap in. But here's the thing that if you if you have a, a goal and you're trying to tend next your life and you're trying to do whatever you're trying to do, you may not be that person yet right so we talking about getting to your next level whatever your next level is i know that there's certain goals like if i want to be in a relationship and get married and you're a player you feel me then you know that you're not ready for that thing yet if you're trying to run a business and you're not an organizer yet you understand me and, and, and you're not used to putting together all of those functions then you're not ready to actually take your business to the next level you got to become a whole different person and so it's about how do you manage yourself in order to get to that next level and what that next level even looks like for you. So I actually want to bring in some people and talk about, you know, leveling up and just talk about some of the things that's going on in your life and try to give some practical um, advice, you know, that a person can implement right now. Because I know our um, decision making mind has uh, in the function of your decision making mind has eroded. Oh, for surely, for surely. Oh, yeah, I'm going to set it up with you. I know our, our decision-making mind has eroded greatly. And I listen to a lot of people. And when I do consultations with people, what I believe are very practical decisions that one should be making, a very practical solution-based thing that one should be tapping into, what I find is like this is not the ability that most people have. Um, and so I find that to be a really big issue. And this is like me talking to family, friends, whoever it is. I can lay out some real practical steps and a person be like, oh, and that's because we're not getting into that critical thinking. Our critical thinking is eroding. And so a lot of people don't have those critical thinking skills at all. And when you spend so much time, you know, on this thing, this technology, you know, you become, you know, very robotic in your thinking. You lose some of those human value and no core skills. And as we were talking about yesterday, is that you have to find things that only a human being can do, right? So when you're talking about AI and the automation of jobs and where everything will be, the most important, valuable skills are the ones that computers and uh, AI machines, deep thinking, uh, uh, machine learning, all those things that they can't do. And so those are the things that you need to aspire to increase about yourself. That's going to make you even more valuable as a human being towards anything that you want to do. So if I dropped you off in any place around the world, in any country around the world, in any time period, you're still just as valuable, not because of what you have, but because of how you think. Like this is the money right here, right? Because this is going to get you all of the money. It's going to get you your business. It's going to be everything that you need.
And that's why I focus so much on mind management is because I know some very creative people. I know some really dope people. But if you can't manage your mind to actually go through the step by step process of what's necessary to achieve your goal, it doesn't matter how creative you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how dope you are. It doesn't matter how cool you are. None of that shit matters unless you can execute and you can put together a strategy and then you can function within the parameters of that plan and then you can get that thing done. Right. And so, like I said, I remember and everybody remembers this thing is that when we were younger, we had a lot of ideas that we knew were really dope ideas. And then we see somebody doing it today. Right. We see them being played out today. I know, especially with technology, it was a lot of things that I prophesized that will be. But I wasn't the person that was able to execute. And that's why good ideas are shit unless you have the proper execution and you that type of person that can execute it. And that's where collaboration culture functions in. It's like, who should you work with to get out these ideas, to get out to these goals that you actually have? And so I'm not ever mad at somebody for taking an idea that I thought of. You know how many people hit me up about the way I do social media or like crowns or like the way I design a bunch of different stuff. And they be like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. I thought about that idea, you know, whatever. Um, I thought about that idea, but um, I didn't execute it. Uh, and I don't know if they really thought about it. They might have thought about something of a similar capacity, but maybe not the same thing. But it doesn't matter unless you are the type of person that has the skill set that can actually implement and that can execute in real life. And this is becoming even more increasingly valuable, especially um, uh, or necessary, especially in today's function of how we are in society. Because when I coined it, you're the keys. I meant that we no longer have any excuses. Right. Excuses are. Um, is your program, brother? Yeah, yeah. It's all about paradigm shift in the course and curriculum. So excuses are no longer real. You know, there, there's like I think it takes more imagination for you to come up with an excuse or a complaint in today's time when there's so much technology and there's so many things. Like I just got our brother ML Billions live, and he's talking about partnering with people, you know, to give capital so they can tend next their ideas and take it to another level. And so when you think about that, and you're talking about individuals that's thinking about having access to capital or getting their ideas off the ground, you know, ten years ago they can't just you know, jump into a live with somebody who's talking about and having an equity group. They're saying like, hey, here, I'm your person that you're looking for. But at first, you know, especially black uh, communities, you know what I mean? Or, you know, us original people, however you want to call it, um, is that when when we had ideas, all we had was our excuses. Why man do this? Banks ain't going to give me this. Um, they not, you know, predatory loans and they're not providing anybody that looks like me with opportunities or blah, blah, blah. It was so many excuses and your excuses were more valid back in the day. But today time, your excuses, hold on, in today's time, your excuses are a lot less valid, right? Because that same energy you put into complaining, you can put into critical thinking, you can put into problem solving and you can put into solution-based strategies to saying that, where there's a will, there's a way, right? And then your will can be implemented through um, this resource called technology and how hard you're willing to go in figuring out exactly what are the resources that's now available. But they are unorthodox to death. So in an unorthodox capacity, solutions don't look the same way as they used to. And so I know a lot of people get always caught up in a function of, I want family to help, I want friends to help, all these blah, 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 but that does not matter. It's, it's that... If you have a result and something that you want to get, the point is, is to hold on. All right, cool. Somebody asked this question earlier. So the point is, is find out why you want to do what you want to do. 
right? And then ask yourself what results I want to get from what I want to do. And the reason that I want you to do that is because um, once you figure out the results you want to do, it doesn't matter the path that you take in order to get there. But a lot of us think about, let's say if you um an actor, just an actress or whatever. And I'm just going to use this simplified example because I went to this uh, industry thing. And let's say that you want to um, become, you know, known for your, your artistry and being a movie or create content or whatever it may be. Well, you know, back in the day, your route may have been just, you know, going the industry route and going through Hollywood and, you know, going through these different casting calls. Today, it can look different. Or let's say you're an artist like LMA and, you know, you, you just love art and you want to make art. And let's say the result that you want to get is fame or the result that you want to get is a certain amount of money. Well, you have to ask yourself, do you have to go through the same particular practical route that you had when you first came up with the dream? Or is it the result that you're trying to obtain? And I ask myself for this reason. The the route now looks different. The way you go about it now looks different. We got, you know, 100 different routes to success. But most people are married to that one route. Like, no, it's the same reason that your moms and stuff wanted you to go to church or go to college because that was the route for success. And now you were asking why you want me to go to this thing. You want me to go to college. And they say, well, I want you to be able to make a decent living. I want to help get the family out of this situation or whatever. I want you to get a decent education. And that's going to, you know, allow you to have more opportunities. Well, that was the old existing paradigm. That's no longer the reality, right? Because now you can create your own business. You can be a class clown if you want to and got bad grades and still figure out a way to become an influencer or start a business in today's time and be able to make that six figures that your parents wanted you to get. But you took a whole different route, but you went and got the same results. And so when you're thinking of it in today's time, and you're able to update your paradigm to what current time reality is, not to where you wanted things to be when you came up with your dream, but being innovative. This is critical thing, and this is problem solving. This is solution-based strategy. Um, figuring out a different route and what are all the, the routes that you can take in order to achieve your results. And so when you're talking about improving your life and getting to those results that you've never got, you first need to sit down with a plan and say, what are all the, the routes that I can take in order to get to the results that I want to achieve? Right. And then when you when you start to write this down and you start to come up with a plan, you realize that there's a lot more routes that you can take. It's not one direction anymore. Old white guys are no longer the gatekeepers of success. You know, they're not the you, you don't have to go sit on a casting couch. You don't have to go, you know, listen to the dean of some school. None of these things are everybody on this crown. I ain't dropped this crown yet. But none of these things are um, those routes and those paths that you have to take. So. And I put a lot of people certain routes and they glamorize these routes and they saying that, damn, no, I only want to do it this way. For me, I, I'm not married to any one particular route. I want to get to the results. You understand me? Like, I'm pretty sure uh, I, I always say that because there's a lot of people who may be secretly hating, may not like the way Keys do this, not like the way I do this, not put out, whatever it may be. But when I go to my DMs and I get these um, these people that's giving me these heartfelt uh, testimonies about how I'm able to help change their life and shift their paradigm. I'm not listening to how you want me to do it. I'm looking at the results that I wanted to achieve. You understand me? And if I can get these results, then I'm happy. You understand me? Anything else doesn't even matter. And so um, 
I actually do have a crown of purple, but relax. Stay, stay focused. Stay committed to this. I want to see, I want to bring in some people right now, and I want to see if I can give some practical advice about different routes that you can take to achieve your goals, right? And I want you to write these down, and I want you to obsess over executing and getting this shit done. I don't want to be entertaining or good looking for you, standing on, you're tapping in. Nah, I want you to actually 10x your life because it's selfish for me. The selfishness for me is I want to be a part of your success. It's selfish. I want to say in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 60 years, you talking into your granddaughter, watching, you know, virtual reality videos. You know what I mean? Saying that, yeah, keys help me change my paradigm and get to these, get to this position that I'm currently in. Help me change my mind. Do this, do that, do that. You understand me? And so that's my selfishness. You understand me? That's, that's my complete selfishness is that I want to help you to create my legacy. I'm going to be honest with it. I'm going to be honest with it. I want to help as many people to secure my legacy. You understand me? So if I can help you, it serves my best interest in seeing you more intelligent, seeing you shift your paradigm. I want to enlighten as many people as possible. But I do believe in the no excuse factor. And if you keep operating in the thought process that you have excuses instead of figuring out how you can graduate, then you're weak. You understand me? And you're a coward because you're not willing to be brave enough to take untraditional routes and take down routes for. So you want us to write down your legacy. I don't know what you're talking about. So you're not willing to take um, uh, a route that may be uneasy and ways that people never taught you about and things of that nature. Nah. You know, the easy route for, for the weak ones, you know what I mean? That tough route, the people that really gain success in this world, they're not afraid to start from scratch and start something new and do it in a non-traditional manner. You understand me? And so for me, it's about finding all of the different routes to success. So um, please tell me, um, what are some of the business things that you're trying to get over right now? What are some of the mental things that you're trying to get over right now? Uh, what are some of the goals that you're trying to achieve? What's your industry? What's your major in? What is it? How can we figure out a route to get to your success so you can get to that next level? All right. So at this point, we're going to open it up for questions. You understand me? It says, also, I did get some questions on here, and I asked you all, what are some of the greatest things y'all like for me to talk about? A lot of them was like manhood, man managing keys, uh, relationships, um, it's, it's a bunch of different things. Um, an explanation of why many Blacks fall short of success due to excuse after excuse. Um, I think we kind of just touched on that. Um, and like it, a lot of everything is mostly self-sabotage. Like you sabotage yourself more than the world is sabotaging you. And you allow yourself to get jumped into the mix of the issues and the problems. And but if you, um, you know, like even that question, like why focus on the 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 percentage of um, our people that make excuses instead of patterning your mind off those who are successful? Because when those who make excuses start to act like those who are successful and get results, then there are no more excuses when we just start reasoning. And we start winning. And so instead of looking for excuses, you're supposed to find your reasons to be successful. All right. I'm in college for mass communications and I want to start selling weave and eyelashes. Wait, wait, wait. OK, they flooding in. All right. So um, if you want to go live, let me know. Diamond Star. We want to talk about some real stuff with some people. 
I'm a designer, but I'm not good at one thing. I'm really good at a lot. So I don't want to give up on any of them. I want to make them all happen. All right. So, but even that in trying to make all happen, you have to focus and learn how to manage your focus one thing at a time because you can't become good at all things all at once. Become good at one thing and then you can start moving to other things. You understand me? Um, what's going on, good sister? You must you must not have been prepared, so you're in the dark and everything. Greetings for Honolulu. What's up, YouTube? Tap in. All right. It seems that she must have a misconnection. We're going to drop her out. Let's see. Boom. All right, cool. So, yeah, you, you definitely have to focus, you know, and, and try to become good at one thing, then good at another thing, then good at another thing. Um, because you give yourself the excuse of, you know, um, trying to do too many things at once. And that becomes your excuse to not actually become good at anything. So eliminate your excuses, focus on one thing, become great at that, become masterful at that, and keep moving. But, you know, all things can be intertwined. So without knowing exactly what you want to do with mass communication, and you start, well, I don't see the problem with why you're not starting selling the weave and doing becoming the eyelash tech now. You understand me? And as far as mass communications as broad, so you would have to let me know, you know, what you want to do with that. And then you can integrate that, I'm sure, with your capability of being able to sell weave and eyelashes. But of course, that's, you know, take yourself, take go over there to China and go get you one of them uh, connects. We tend to put an expiration on things. So I don't. I'm a photographer. I want to help black men and women. I'm not in school. I create art, do photos, but I like to hear how myself can become in business. I'm open to doing something wrong that I'm over. I'm asking for help, some sort of guidance. So I'm a photographer. I want to help black men and women. I'm not in school. I create art um, and do photos. But I like to hear how I get myself in business. Well, I mean, if you if you're a photographer and you create art, that's your business right now. Your hobby is supposed to be your business. And there's many different ways that a person can get in. Oh, hold on. Oh man, what is my video back? Is it back, y'all? Oh man, Instagram always messing up YouTube. All right. Yeah, they was messing up, man. It was messing up. We had to come back. We had to come back strong. Oh, shoot. Take this thing off. Uh, how do I take this thing off? God damn it. All right, there we go. Cool, cool. All right, back in the game. 
All right. So if you go get on here, I hope you have. Uh, let me bring my brother DB Bedford, man. Let me bring you in. Um, and also Nagas Footwear, man. I love to tap in with you. Um, so let me see if you if you can come in real quick and talk to the people about emotional intelligence. If you got the time. What's going on with my good brother, man? Peace and many blessings. Man, what's up, homie? Oh, man. Yes, sir. Peace. What's up with you, dog? Man, blessings. You know, um, I was going over I was going over some valuable skills that an individual is going to need to have, aspirational skills that an individual is going to need to have in this um this new uh world that we live in as far as you know things becoming more automated, AI, all of these different things. And it, it said that you know, any skill that can't be digitized and can't be automated are the most valuable skills because anyone that can, it will be. And then a the machine just takes over that industry. And under one of those skills that can't be automated and digitized is emotional intelligence. That's a core human value and core human skill that, of course, not a lot of people are trained on and not a lot of people actually have, but it's necessary. So, like, you have to be able to teach you know, emotional intelligence, you know, and, and never be able to teach consciousness. So can you explain to the people, uh, for one, just what is emotional intelligence and how you have used it to transform your life and others? Right on, big dogs. Man, it's good to talk to you, dogs. So, you know, this emotional intelligence, uh, you know, it's a two-part thing, right? So uh, the first part is obviously emotions is something that none of us can run from, right? We all are laced with emotions, and a lot of times uh, it's very difficult to manage because unidentified emotions can never be managed. Mm. And, you know, one thing I try to explain to people is not about trying to tell you how to feel because that wouldn't make any sense. Um, the intelligent part comes back what you do with those feelings. And so emotional intelligence is understanding that emotions are directly related to how you're going to deliver information every day and how you receive information. And it's, and it's a direct correlation to your mood and attitude. And so um, when you are able to manage your emotions in a moment's notice, then you can optimize your performance every day because you're not distracted by that low frequency conversations or situations that are run across you on a day-to-day -day basis. So, so you saying that by clearing out and having a greater ability to control your emotions and increase your bandwidth of consciousness. Absolutely. You know, and understanding um, wholeheartedly that like we don't have any control over anything, man. We only have control how we respond to it. So, so many people let the record skip over little stuff every single day. Right. Right. And even on your best days. And, and it's only those of us, you know, in your words, the consciousness, like constantly paying attention to that tape that's playing in the head. Right. And, and being mindful of the stories that we tell ourselves, mm. right? Because it's the stories that we tell ourselves that distract us and create those limited beliefs, you know, like the things that you be talking about. So, you know, uh, being um, in tune with your emotions is one of the most powerful things that any human can take on. Mm. That's very powerful. And, and, and it's interesting because, um, you know, when a person thinks about completing a goal or a project or anything of that nature, and they may have, a problem trying to complete that project and part of that could be rooted from undealt with emotional you know things that's going on and that may be blocking them from the necessary 
energy that they need in order to focus on this project. And so, like, just listening from you when you when you talk about emotional intelligence and having the proper management of your emotions allows you to clear those things out. And also, anytime something arrives, you're intelligent enough to pinpoint exactly what's going on with self and that's stopping me and blocking me from getting to that next level. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, and you couldn't have said it no better, dog. Like, uh, I always say to folks, like, man, it seems like we get up every single day and we look in the mirror but very few of us actually make eye contact, mm. right? We're washing our face, we're brushing our teeth, we're combing our hair, but we're not even slowing down enough to look at who we are and how we're about to show up. And so every day people are pulling up to their jobs, to their businesses, carrying this feeling, especially mm. in the workforce, right? You're not really feeling your coworker, your boss, uh, the policy change or whatever. And so that's what's showing up in the work, whatever right. level of work that you're doing. Um, in business, the way you're responding to people has everything to do with how you're feeling about your success of your business, right? right. Things of that nature. And so um, just understanding that your feelings is a driving force, like the people who miss this are the ones who act like it's not important, but then they always find themselves stuck on an ongoing basis and they can't free themselves. So what we naturally do we go to blame other people because we feel like it can't be us. Right. But the first domain in emotional intelligence is self-awareness. Right. Right. It's something you're very good at, right? Every day you're speaking about consciousness and knowing self, like that's your focus. The reason why you stay there, because you know, if that ain't right, ain't nothing going to be right. And, and, and you know, your emotions communicate to other people how you feel about yourself and how they should feel about you. Like if, if if I was to walk into a room and I'm angry, you know, a person might have been happy until they see me, but I'm communicating to them that they should be angry with me. You know what I mean? Because I'm angry at myself and I'm, I'm projecting anger and communicating with that. So I even change their mood around me. And then you get mad and may think that oh, all of these people are, you know, treating me a certain way, but you've communicated with them on how they should treat you. And so for me, even if you're a business person, your confidence spills out in business. If you're in a job and you walk in confident, it's telling other people how to treat you. Like, I'm a confident human being. That's how you should treat me and have confidence within me because I have confidence within myself. And not just on this, I'm going to put the illusion out there. The illusion doesn't matter. People don't, people are not looking at you with their eyes. You understand me? People are like, feeling you and they sensing you. We sense other human beings. And what's going on with them. And so your emotions are communicating to other people's senses and to other people's emotions, whatever frequency you're on. And the person can't help but to treat a person, even if you fake smiling, they know we can we can tell something is going on. Like subconsciously, we can notice micro gestures and in, in what's happening. So we're always reading a person. So, you know, as they always say, check your emotions at the door. You understand me? And not in the sense to where you sociopathic and you don't have them, but it's saying like address yourself before you step into other people's zones and other people's sensors because it's gonna be sensitive to how you feel. You know? Absolutely. Well, so you know, you and I both know right that that uh, energy right right cannot be created or destroyed. Correct. It's right? finite. It's just transferring all throughout the day, and so your energy level is gonna introduce you before you even say a word. Right. And so when we talk about the EI, what we be showing folks is that pay attention to that situational awareness mm. and, and tap into that energy because it's going to give you an idea of what you should embrace or what you stay away from, right? Whether it's a conversation, 
right? Whether it's a, you know, a, a business relationship or any or otherwise, like if you pay attention to the energy it's flowing, you'll know if this is something that you should embrace or something you should let pass. And, and, and I like that the uh, the acronyms EI because that's that's kind of where it is it's EI versus AI. <laughs> yes, you know, you know, and and yeah. and in this, and then this, you know, in this future, emotional intelligence is going to be even more, you know, um, even more detrimental to the average human being, especially as we surrender our emotional uh, intelligence to the machines. And we do that already through social media. Like the more time we spend on these machines, the less time we spend on ourselves. And so that's valuable time that you could be spending working on yourself and developing your emotional intelligence. But that ability is derating and degrading because for one, these images on your phone are projecting images and you're feeling a certain way about them without dealing with those feelings of what's going on in the content that you're consuming. And so the more time you then you just go to sleep and then you wake up and then you do the same thing. So you don't actually have any of that that EI time while you're doing all this AI time. And so that 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 I like that. Yeah, I like man. That. Write that one down. I just did. I wrote EI versus AI. You know what <laughs> when you hear something good, man, you gotta write it down. You know what I'm saying? So that's what become a full concepted thought. And you know what? So you had asked me when we first tapped in, you was like, you know, uh, like how did I get into it? And you know what I mean? Why it's important to me? It really comes from growing up, you know, from the town and growing up and making a lot of mistakes, not realizing that it was driven by the anger, mm. right? So I grew up in East Oakland from Brookfield. So that's the concrete jungle right there. Yeah. And so it's like every single day, right, you go. You know, you got to decide what you're going to be, the lion or the gazelle, right? Mm-hmm. So you lead with this energy. So, you know, it's true what they say, hurt people, hurt people, right? right? So we're leading with that. And so, you know, one of my last cases of many, right, I lost it and tried to take the dude out the gang, right? Mm. So I'm in Santa Rita for like a year, right? And one of the things I realized within the first three days is that I didn't even have to do that, Right. And it made me, so how I got to this point, I kind of reverse engineered my life and started identifying different points to my life where EI was not working and where it was working. And the point I want to drive home is this, that's a good nugget for folks to remember, man, when emotions are high, logic is low. Mm, fact. The, higher, the higher the emotions, the lower the logic, right? Mm. You ever try to talk to somebody, right? Do you try to just right. give them basic common sense? Right, but they all in their feelings. Right. So they can't hear it. The higher the emotion, right, the lower the logic. And so when you start to recognize that, then again the situational awareness kicks back in. You understand that this is something maybe I need to come back to. Uh, and just for those I think somebody say, what is EI? It's emotional intelligence and it's fueled by four domains self awareness, managing your reaction. Those are the top two domains. Those are your personal competencies. It has everything to do with you, right? When it's managing relationships, because a lot of people are forgetting some lost art. Like humans are your greatest resource, right? right? And, you know, we're trying to get people to understand about this human currency, mm. right? This social capital. Because when you intentionally have people feeling good about you, that everything that you're looking for in life is going to come to you because you're serving the people people chasing the wrong paper. Right. You leave that green currency alone and chase this human currency. Uh, excuse me. Not chase it. Attract. Attract it. There right. we go. You know what I mean? You know, attract it, right? And then everything you need will level up. 
Right. When, when, when you go for aspirations, your ambitions come to you. So, you know, a lot of people think about how much I want to get out of life instead of how much I can become out of life. So you, if, if, if you only have a finite amount of time on this earth and you're thinking about how much I can become within this finite amount of time, it's different than thinking about your ambitions of saying how much can I obtain through this amount of time while I'm here on this earth. You understand? Because, you know, Masa Musa was recorded to be the wealthiest man to ever exist. But what 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 we remember him for is not by what he attained, but by what he became and how he gave so much to other people. It was his act of philanthropy that he's remembered in the moral sense and he become a legend, you know. And so even though I know over time legends, you know, become whatever it is by time it's in 2019 and I'm saying what he did, however he made people feel throughout that time transferred, you know, what I mean, until today. And so that's the most powerful thing. And that's why emotional intelligence is important, especially when you want to secure a legacy, because you are creating how you make people feel even when you're gone. Right. And so look at Michael Jackson. There's a lot of people that will never cancel Michael Jackson. They don't care. Nobody say because of how he made them feel while he was alive. And that's why people would defend him to their death post regardless of how other people are trying to make you feel about him. Cause that's all it is. It's a campaign of changing your frequency of how you feel about this person. So it destroys your legacy. So it doesn't continue to go throughout time. You know, and let me tap into that end part. Cause that's what I was thinking to begin. You start talking to see one of the things that's very similar. Uh, so number one, let's talk about like how we can connect. Yes, right? sir. Just one quick connection in peace. Yeah. Right. But the, but, but the vibration between it's like we have been knowing each other. Right. We can get on the phone any given time. We can send right. That's that energy that we're talking about. Right. right. We we got human currency already, and we ain't even have to spend that much time with each other. Right. It has way more value, right, than people we grew up with. Right. right? They they just spent they they didn't spend theirs so, right. They didn't miss you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know they're currently, but see they didn't take time to manage right the relationships, and they like what I want to say is that. These keys you drop in for people to unlock their mind, their spirit, their consciousness, right? Like you are on the same mission. You want to leave a hundred years from now. You want them to know you were here. Mm-hmm. And you want people to make decisions based on, right, what you left behind, which is, it's kind of like an icy warm, like it seems untangible, but it's going to be very tangible because mm-hmm. we touching the spirit of people. Now, it's not going to be for everybody. Right. It's going to be a little, a little keys, a little DB that comes up and carries this torch right. because the beliefs, right? They're going to hear something lock in. That's how we're able to lead to people in the manner that we are because we decided, right, that we were going to invest in self, learn something that was not no BS, right? That was going to be life changing. You know, every day I challenge people to get up and look at the world through this lens. Like when you put on a fresh pair of glasses, mm-hmm. you need to wear glasses. If you can't see, you put them glasses on, all of a sudden it's clear. Right. When you look at the world through the consciousness that you're presenting and the emotional intelligence that I'm laying out there, when life comes at you, because we know it's coming, because one day you could be at the table, right. the next day you'd be on the menu, right? How are you going to respond to that? Right? How are you going to be resilient? Right? How are you going to push through it right, and rise above it? Because you know, just because you have a nightmare doesn't mean you got to stop dreaming. Right. You know, that, that that's very powerful. You know, when we speak about when we met, um, and in that context is that you can meet a, you can meet, you know, an average person that can be a millionaire. 
and you meet them in conversation, they can be a billionaire. They won't, they, they, how they make you feel won't be no different. You know, like they can, they can have the most dry qualities on the planet earth. And to you, they were the most unimpressive person you ever met. It's not until you find out a lot of people, of course, shallowly find out what they have and it changed how they felt about the person. Right. But when you meet a person in life, that's, you know, um, it is evolved, you know, in their consciousness and their emotions and their genius and their intellect and, you know, aspirational things on who they are. That's immediately translated when you meet that person. You understand me? Like they had experiences that are valuable. That's an immediate translation. You understand me? Unless wealth is telling you it's wealthy, you don't know. You understand? But when you meet a person whose value is of that spiritual billionaire nature, you know that that person is valuable already. Like people, I don't like, I ain't got to talk to people and they like, it's something about that energy that you just brought in the room. You just shifted everything. They don't know what I have. I could be sleeping in a box, but my energy is that, that, that valuable, that spiritual billionaire that you cultivate speaks much louder than that, you know, material billionaire that you cultivate. Right. And a lot of people even miss that because go back to it because a lot of us, again, with the lack of self-awareness and people are struggling, right? Because you know how we come up like you talk to chase the paper. Like every conversation is about chasing the paper, mm. the grind, the grid, the sleepless nights. Oh, it's all about the money. So it's when they see somebody who look like they having something. They attracted to that, which is always misleading, and it creates broken relationships quicker, right, and more often than these natural connections that we're talking about right here. So, first of all, I need y'all to go follow this good brother. Um, this is definitely a good lead for y'all. Um, you know, this is somebody that you gonna be able to get keys from. You understand me? Um, I don't. I don't always tell y'all to go lead with nobody else, or you know, follow somebody. But a good follower makes a good leader, so ain't nothing wrong with following. You know, um, and so that's the most powerful thing. I'm gonna just put emotional intelligence versus uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, for real. That's 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 powerful. But it, it but that's it's, it's funny because the context of that comp, that little small piece right there. It's so important for the next 10 years, for the 20 years and what's about to happen. And even, you know, I was uh, I was watching a piece of Joe Rogan talking to the presidential candidate, Andrew Yang. And they was talking about the emotional intelligence that happens when men lose their jobs and they're on the search for jobs. Right. And the context was that when jobs become automated, a lot of men who are in the industries that have titled themselves to specific skill sets will feel worthless when that position is no longer existed and took over by a robot. And they were saying that men um, deal with joblessness and the job search much worse than women because of our emotional intelligence, saying that, you know, turning to uh, habituates and vices and things of that nature, um, drugs and drinking or procrastinatory things, you, you start to indulge in over gaming and you know, uh, um, your level of volunteering for productive things goes down, even though you have more time, um, suicide and depression rates increase. And this is this is very important. And this is why, you know, um, I want to be able to give people these mind management keys so that regardless of what come, it doesn't matter because you became more to be able to deal with anything in the best way possible. You understand me? The best way possible. Well, you know, I was looking at one of your videos when you were standing in front of the Prada store. Right? Yeah. 
just talking about, you know, and just working. I mean, when I first met you, the first video I seen, you were just talking about like being at work, mm. right? And not feeling the value of it, right? And it's like I did the same thing in 2017. You know, I took an early retirement from the probation department. I was working there 15 years, working at Juvenile Hall, mm. right? Which is supposed to be like the dream job for, you know what I mean? For coming from being an ex felon, right? Who got his felonies reduced and dismissed. I went back and worked at the hall next to the officers. They used to lock me up became a supervisor and a supervisor supervisor, right? About all accounts, that was supposed to be it. Right. But it wasn't fulfilling enough, right? Because I was still on the clock, right? Under somebody else being misled that that was the end all be all. Man, I took my retirement, invested in my business, man, and just started, you know what I mean? And blasting off, right? Double my salary. You know, I walk into places now, I do a training, I'm making more in the four hours than the people in the training gonna make in the two weeks. Right. With the less edu- with the less quote unquote education. Traditional right? education. The traditional education, right? So it's uh, it's interesting. Sometimes it seems a little bit unfair. It's almost like whether you know, you know. That's what you're trying to get people to understand. You know, I'll be checking out you and brother uh, brother brother Ben. Was it, was yeah, it, brother, brother Ben. Brother Ben, right? And that's what guys are trying to do, trying to get understand the value in themselves but i'm telling you it's the limiting beliefs mm-hmm. that people have and it's the culture scape of everything that they've been taught and told that they can't let go mm. so they tell themselves every single time there's no reason how can i do that right i was coaching somebody today who wants to start a just smoothie bar but she puts it off into this far distant place. Right. i'm gonna do it one day so I had to tell her, like, why you can't do it now? Right. By the conversation, she was juiced. Now she's wanting to get a smoothie truck. Right. But right? we now we now we're talking because now you're opening right. up your mind to the possibilities. You know what I mean? And, and, let's go eat what you put out there. And and those small tweaks are the most important. Like we we yeah. we we one degree away from a successful venture or mindset and success because you gotta understand it's like when you're about to crash a car, people crash because they panic. Right. You know, it's not it's not that it was just most crashes are because of panic. It's not that it was unavoidable. You panic. You see yourself crashing and then you're driven to that feeling. No pun intended. <laughs> and so uh, uh, um, the person that has the greatest level of emotional intelligence, even in an emergency situation. And, you know, you from Oakland, we, we scrape. You understand me? So a person that looked like they about to get in a car accident, but they ain't tripping. This is how they wiggle all the time. Their emotional intelligence in those situations allowed them to always have calm, level-headed, and reasonable ability to be able to tweak and avert crashes and continuously remain successful. And so in mindset, a person can be about to crash or a person can be about to win the race. It's all about how you make those small tweaks. Like, yes, you got the right plan, you got the strategy, but you're missing a part of your self-image to be actually able to see yourself as a type of person that actually achieves that goal. Because people always revert to how they how they really are on the inside, right? You know what I mean? That's who that's that's what you maintain. Like that inner image is what you maintain as far as your outer expression. If I see myself as a buff person and I'm going to the gym every day, one day I came, okay, I buffed out, that was cool. But inside, and let's say inside I see myself as a skinny person. It don't matter how many, I'm going to always revert back into that skinny mode because that's where my habits are and pushing me back there. And that's why a lot of people have a hard time 
maintaining consistency is because they haven't changed who they are on the inside, even though they're trying to change who they are on the outside. But if I see myself as buff, I'm going to keep going to maintain that self-image. So it's the case of you would ask a person, you know, um, I don't remember what it was, but it was a famous uh, person asking like a person that ran every single day. They got up and ran every single day. It was getting up early in the morning. They were always running. And one day the partner asked him, he say, how do you have the discipline to get up every single goddamn day and always run consistently all the time? And he answered simply, he said, it's because I'm a runner. Runners run. Runners run. Right? So that's what a lot of winners think about themselves. They say, well, I'm a winner. You understand? I make money because I'm a person that makes money. I'm intelligent because I'm smart. I do smart things. It only makes sense. So, you know, how you see yourself is important because you just do those things that correlate with that self-image. And let me compliment that with, uh, you know, something that may come seem a little different for folks, though, right? But, see, people need to go on, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, I like to say like a low-information diet, right? People are overloaded with information, mm. but it's the wrong information. Mm. So people are not focused on, like, the conversations they're having, right? What they're listening to on the radio, what they're watching on TV, um, what they're paying attention to on Facebook, like all that stuff is being stored. And you rock you that blimino, you rocking is how you see in the world, right? So instead of you know watching TV, you know we got the e-books here and the this, you know, you turn right here just books, 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 right. like ain't no right, yeah. like that's all day, every day, like that's what's around me all day because and I used to do it. That's all I'm doing right here. Paradigm shit. You know, paradigm shit <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, dog, right? But information, like all these authors at some point figured out something that worked for them, right? So you read a book and you get that nugget out of it and you put it to the side. Right. You read another book you put, and then you put together your own mixture of stuff through your own personality for the audience that's respecting you. Because then I tell people this all the time and we're giving up a lot of game here and it's like, people don't understand that all you really need to be in life for anything is just two chapters ahead of the person that don't know. Right? Mm. And you believe them. Right. And you know what I'm saying? So if you know how to, you're a carpenter or you know how to wash car, like if you have information and somebody else, the way we make money out here for those who want to make money, you just got to identify a problem Show them the solution and make them believe that you're the only way to get there and they got to pay. You, right. right. Period. Whatever that might be. So when all a person has to do is figure out what the problem is in their community, in their life, whatever, in other people's lives, find a solution and show up like that every day. Just let them know that you can be the one to get them there and people will pay. You. Like me, I'm not a manual labor, right? If you want me to do some shit with my hands, right? Put a window in with. I'm not. I'm no good. Put me in front of 500 people. I'm good. Right. So I gotta pay people. Like when I'm moving, I'm moving right now. All the things that physically have to do, I can't do it. I gotta pay somebody to do it. But there's somebody who can work with their hands, right? And they do everything to themselves. So like people just have to just open their mind and understand that everything you need in this life is right there for you. But we, they say, a man stands in his own shadow and they wonder why it's dark. Right, we gotta get out of your way because it's hard to see the picture when you're sitting up inside the frame. Factories. Uh, you said a couple key things. Uh, first, instructional learning. 
Um, that's something that I teach, you know, um, because people are learning today and they're consuming content, valuable information that they could be using to change their life, but they're consuming it like it's entertainment. So they watching the whole thing through and it just entertained them. And it's enlightening up the same way entertainment does when you watch a movie, those same stimuli are being activated in the mind. Instead of saying that, oh, I got that nugget. Let me stop. Let me execute. Let me take it as instructions the same way you would do an instruction manual if you build in a desk. Uh, from scratch or something. And so I thought that that was very key because if people take instructional learning, then everything that they learn, they're going to stop and they're going to execute. They're going to build. They're going to stop, execute, go back. And that's the way that, you know, you want to actually be implementing the knowledge within your life so that it becomes applicable. Uh, it was something else that you said. Um, um, hold on. I got it. Damn, I forgot but it was something key that I wanted to drop that that was aligned with the message of um, implementation and just a strategy that people have to go through. But anyway. Well, we can talk about, you know, we can add to that and say, it's the fear. What is the story you tell yourself about why you won't execute? Most of the time is that, right? You don't believe you're going to succeed or you're concerned about what if I don't make it? What are people going to say? Right? So, you know, people don't want to go step out there because they're like, what if it doesn't work? Instead of feeling like, what if it does work? Right? What happens when it works? So you got to be relentless, right? In this pursuit, right? Of greatness, right? Greatness is upon all of us. You know what I'm saying? And the cold thing about opportunities, right? But people think opportunities are given, man. Opportunities are not given. Right. Creative. You know, nobody giving you nothing, right? You went out here and created your path and stay focused and believed in it relentlessly. And so now people show up. I remember when we first met, I remember looking at your IG, man. And you had like like a little less than 10,000 10, followers. Mm -hmm. I blinked and looked up, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, 10 X you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And that's just because you just been focus. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just all about, again, when people just got to decide, man, and the emotional piece that we're talking about, if we can help anybody tonight, right, make a shift, right, because you, you're a paradigm shifter, right? They just have to be honest every single day. How are you feeling? Number one, next time you're looking in that mirror, slow down. Right. And take a look at yourself and ask yourself, how am I about to show up today? And what are my fears? What am I afraid of? Right? And how do you really feel about it? And how are you going to manage that as you move throughout the day? Things will start to open up when you stop being distracted. Right? They say you'll never get to your destination if you stop at every barking dog. Right? right. So people are lowering their frequencies by connecting to things that have nothing to do with their codes. You're watching TV, watching people who already pay. Right distracting you from a whole book or a whole course you could have took or anything that would that you could take, like you say, and apply in a moment and just start to grow and get momentum in your life. So that's what we want to do, man. And, and, and so, you know, I remember what I wanted to go over and it was about, you know, what you consume, I think that you can. And, you know, readily, it's like if when I want to go do a speech or do a lecture somewhere, you know, the what I have to pull from my mind it makes it easier to pull from my mind when I'm reading over notes of things that I want to talk about. Yeah. You know I mean, like stuff that's right on my brain because it'll be at the prefrontal cortex and I can just pull it. 
even though that stuff may have been in my brain before, but all of the junk that I've just consumed is now in front. And I got to reach behind there and try to figure it out. And it's not going to be as clear and concise when I may want to make my points and I want to speak to people. So your decisions that you're making are being formed from the content that you're consuming, right? So if you're consuming nothing but Nicki Minaj content all goddamn day and you're trying to think about how you can, you know, complete a goal or something, that all that Nicki Minaj content is going to be in front of your decision-making brain. So you literally are making decisions from that content. You're making decisions from whatever you take from it. So if you have, you know, if, if the content that you're consuming it's not directly correlated with what you want to do, then it becomes a liability towards you actually get into that goal. And when you're consuming content, you're not multitasking, meaning you're not thinking. The content is thinking for you. So if you're consuming great content, then that's good because that content is what's being pregnanted into your mind. If you're consuming pop culture and gossip and you know entertainment, love and hip hop, then that's the content that's on your brain. You understand me? So your mental acuity is not going to be as sharp, you know, when it comes to your decision-making skills. And throughout the day, you only have a finite amount of decision-making ability to even make great decisions. So I don't want to waste some of my good decision-making brain power consuming, you know, the wrong content, especially when I need that, that good thinking, you know, brain power towards my work that I need to actually get things done. Now, here's the problem, right? That sort of thinking that critical thinking, even having that self-awareness, thinking about that process that I go through throughout the day and decision-making and consuming content, that gets lost on the average American person and the average person, period, because they're, they're consuming content and they don't have any time to actually hear themselves, right? The average person doesn't spend that much time alone just hearing their thoughts at all. Most people don't want to hear their thoughts. They're afraid of their thoughts. So they don't spend any time with their deeper thoughts so for one, that doesn't allow them to get to their creativity. It doesn't allow them to get to their, their deeper thoughts of what their actual purpose is or anything of that nature because they can't even hear themselves. They hear the world thoughts, they hear the content thoughts, the music, the TV, the Netflix, the YouTube, the entertainment, their friends, their family. And that's why they need to always be around social environments or consuming something because many people are running away from themselves. You understand me? But those people that have something very original and intelligent and conceptualizing and new to say, they have to be spending that introverted time to even hear themselves, to go into that thought, to take those thoughts, to dig up, to even form, like you say, taking information, conforming your own thoughts, not just regurgitating, but then being able to have something real to say. But most people don't have that time because they don't spend any time alone. Well, because we, you know, we, we, we're spending time being busy instead of being productive. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. And, 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 you know, I mean, we jump right up as soon as we get up, we mm -hmm. grab our phone. Right. This electric, these electronic leashes. Right. So as soon as we get up, we on the phone. So everything in your phone is coming at you, whether it's an email, it's a text, it's a phone call, it's a social media. Right. So you never, you started your day off behind the eight ball because you already start taking information before you even drunk a glass drink a glass of water. Right? Right. And then you rush in if you got kids, you gotta get the kids up. So now you're in the haste, right? Like, come on, go now you however your morning routine is, then you jump in the trap. And that creates anxiety. Right. And so this energy we're talking about is just jumping on you all throughout the day. And it's a wonder why you can't unpack like the power is in you because you keep stacking stuff on it and then by the end of the day, 
excuse for fatigue and so drain is check out right and do it all over again and, and, and I like the busy versus productive because you know I do versus words and I'm always taking different words and you know just intellectually pitting them against each other um, and, and, and you know it's kind of like um, um, one of them was you know you take something like um, let's say content versus content right content so you know what you make is your content everything is content and, and, and meaning that if we do this right here is content, you know, it's something that we're doing, but we're creating content and it's being documented, you know, for the world to be able to consume. And it's important that if if you in a company and, and here's an analogy from um, Steve Jobs, he was talking about Microsoft and he was saying that Microsoft started off making really good content saying that the company was very creative, their computers were really dope, it was very innovative when they first started, you know, and they were the innovators of the world. And he said at some point in time that they started making so much money in sales that the sales department started to lead the company and their content started to go down. And so the creative were no longer the ones that was innovating for the company. All the decisions were made based on the content, I mean, based on the salespeople instead of the content creators. And I look at that analogy in people's lives, right? We get to a certain point where we feel like we've made enough content. Now it's time to sell ourselves. And this is where like content versus sales come in. So we get this resume and say, I became this thing. This is what I'm about to sell now. And so your salesmen take over and you no longer have any aspirational goals. You no longer, you become content. Instead of saying that, no, I'm going to keep creating content. I'm going to keep adding on to myself. I'm going to keep becoming more valuable. And that's a danger because once that content set ends, that's your value level. That's that's who you are right there. That's how you're supposed to be evaluated. So it's like even like if a person is on a job, they want to get paid more. It's like, but did you become more since I hired you? I hired you at a certain rate because that was the value that I seen. Did you become any more? So even in that, as you're working, like when I was working for Prada, I was becoming more. I outgrew the position that they gave me. So I had to fire them because I was no longer content. They couldn't exactly. they could no longer afford what I became. You understand me? Exactly. So it's like right. you're supposed to consistently outgrow the position that you are in and never become content, but always making content. And you're supposed to marry and have a balance between content and sales, learning how to sell that which you've currently at, learning how to evaluate yourself based on the value, but never stop, you know, becoming more valuable. So in my like versus word, I'm always pitting these words against each other to create these analogies. <laughs> So that people can think through these things and saying that, am I at that level to where I become content? And now I'm just trying to sell this. Like when people get an education, they get a degree, they become content and they want to go sell themselves to the world. No, the moment you get an education, the moment you also become uneducated to anything else that's changed. You understand me? So it's dangerous because you're making all your decisions and evaluating yourself in this box of what you've been educated on, yet the world is evolving around you. So you're not educated in anything new that's just progressed. So in this world, you can't even afford to become content. Content robs you. You understand me? So content versus content versus sales. Like you got to think about that. Yeah, yeah, and that's dope. And we also too want to, you know, I want to put out there too. I want us to also realize, though, right, that um, this notion of like grinding, though, right, like literally when you grind something, right, 
like it wears down and disintegrates. And so we got to also to under, be comfortable understanding too, though, like you can unplug to recharge. Like it, it, it doesn't have to be this constant, like every day, every, you know, like you also, you, there's ways to do more actually by doing less. Mm. If you pick the right things to do. See, we, we got to get away from this. Like I'm building so I can enjoy it later. Right. Right. No, you need to be, as you go, life is about reaping the rewards on a day. Like you need to be like people wait for the big retirement at the end. You need to be taking many retirements right, right along the way. And back to what we're talking about. So if you focus on specific things, because everybody got a gift, just most people don't know how to unwrap. It, right. Everybody is good at something. But they won't take times again to look at themselves to figure out what that is. Because if you figure out what, and it doesn't matter. I mean, you could change tires, clean houses, make the best chicken, but whatever. When you discover what it is that you do, then you be the best at it, right? You know, it's like, I didn't make up this word emotional intelligence, right? But my community believe I'm the God. Right. When it comes to emotional intelligence. You know, they in my inbox every single day like, hey, did you see this right here, the R. Kelly and the Gail Key, they like, what's up with, like, they want my opinion regard, and I never, I, this thing has been around 20, 25 years, but what I did is took it, immersed myself in it, like being in the streets, right, what made me the man in the streets is when I had to connect, I had to connect right. when everybody didn't act, right, right, right. same thing with information, you go get this information, you bring it back, and be like, here y'all, right. I got it for you. Become jeweler, right? It's the jeweler effect. So here's the thing: jewels are free, right? So if 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 you one of those type of people, you want to go travel to wherever the hell a gold mine is or a dime mine is, and you want to become a miner, is you can go find it somewhere where that shit is free. Where meaning that if you go put in the work to mine that shit, it's yours, right? But here's the thing: there's a lot of jewelers out here, right? And you want to pay the jeweler top dollar because. They, they, um, they, not that they personally mined it, but they got the jewels, they cut it, they broke it down, they polished it, they made it shiny, they turned it into some jewelry, and now they're giving it to you. That's the same thing with knowledge and information. The knowledge is out there, it's free, but the time that it takes to go polish those jewels and turn it into something that's shiny for you that you can use that's going to improve your value, that's going to cost. So when you walk into the jewelry, you're not going to be like, yo, why are you paying me for some natural resource? Like because I'm the jeweler, I made the I, I made it look good for you. That's the reason you consider it valuable. So people will always say, "Yo, why are you selling knowledge?" I think that's the it's the most ignorant statement to me because when you look at what people value, is what people will pay for. So anybody that says that meaning that they don't value knowledge. So of course they want it free. You understand me? If you don't value it, you you go want it free. But here's the thing about stuff that's free: the freest shit is the most valuable shit on the planet Earth. Right. Because if 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 somebody cut off your air, you will pay anything in your treasure chest and your bank account to, to keep your air going. Somebody cut your air off. That's the most valuable shit. Knowledge is evolution. Right. If you ever want essentially society starts off as babies. When we born, we start off as primitive beings. We don't know anything. The advancements of civilization have to be indoctrinated in you to catch you up to where we are. You are only as advanced as what you're taught. You're not, it, just because you're born in 2019 doesn't mean that you advanced. You have to be taught because you can be some crazy hillbilly 
you know what I mean, that lives in some farm somewhere that don't know nothing. And so your level of intelligence and IQ can be the same as some caveman that was thousands of years ago. So knowledge is the, the cumulative process of discovering knowledge and adding on to those discoveries, refining technological revolutions, all these different things. That's the true evolution. Right. So you have to ask yourself, how evolved of a human being am I based on all of the discoveries that other human beings were able to document and me able to take those jewels, refine it and add to the collective consciousness of evolution? But the average human being, like if I dropped you off in the 1800s, would you be valuable then? How advanced are you really? You understand me? If I dropped you off in the future, would you be valuable? You understand me? In the present, how valuable are you? So a truly advanced human being is supposed to be valuable in all time periods. Emotional intelligence is valuable in any time period. It doesn't matter what time period they drop you off. And that's why aspirational goals are important because you become more and your value is solidified just throughout human civilization as a human being, regardless of the advancement of where we currently are. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that, man. And, and you say, man, why do people pay for Uber and they got a car? Hey. Right, you go out to eat when you can cook at home, right? Like, just somebody always got to be able to serve it up. And the question is, why, why, why won't it be you, right? You know, wherever you are, you know, what I'm saying, wherever you're watching from, wherever you are in your life, right? Why, why won't you take the lead, right? And 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 be be the man or the woman in your environment and lead, right? Because that's who's going to be the true winners in the end, right? Those to take those initiatives and lead and serve the people. Right, because we need to get more uh, of us out here, though. You know what I'm saying, and that's what we're trying to create, right? More leaders, more people, more thought leaders, right? You know, more people that are willing. Because we always complaining about our, our our culture, and you know they feel like we're falling back because because of the lack of self awareness. Right. At the end of the day, and you know what's what's funny about you know the whole thing with thought leaders is that. Um, people complain about influences, right? People complain about thought leader. People complain about consciousness, all these different things. But you have to remember, out of all of the people that there's over, there's billions of people at this point who use social, who use the internet, use social media. Now, out of all of the people who use it, there's only so many people who's actually doing it in a successful manner as like thought leaders and as like really propagating positive or any higher knowledge, right? But an average person will come on here and complain about these thought leaders ain't doing nothing. These blah, blah, blahs ain't doing nothing. But here's the thing. right? And here's this is my philosophy on that is that it's not even one percent of the people who use social media that spreads positivity and enlightenment and consciousness and emotional technology It's much less than one percent. If anybody is doing it, if any uh, qualified or uh, quantifiable measurement successfully is a percentage of 1% of the people. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure each one of us can name probably about off top, maybe 10 people off top, but it's probably like at most like 400 people that that's like doing it in, in the range of like the community that we can point to. So to ostracize or vilify those people in any manner, you have to ask yourself, the rest of the people are just using social media as some tool of just bullshit. You understand me? So it's dangerous when you vilify that 0.01%, regardless of what they're doing, because they're adding to the shift. And at the same time, nobody went to Steve Jobs in his teens or his 20s and was like, Steve, what are you doing to shift the culture? 
give that man some time because you might find out, you know, with more time, more resources, meeting the right people and getting behind those people, benefactors or whatever they do, they might be a world changer. But we try to kill our legends and our geniuses and our cultural shifters before they get to become legends. Well, I mean, you don't know what you don't know, right? right. And, no, and a lot of folks are operating at low vibration, at low frequency, and it's really a reflection of themselves. Back to emotional intelligence, right? They, they don't have the emotional vocabulary because they're limited. They have limited emotional vocabulary because really when somebody's pointing that out, what they're really saying, man, I'm jealous, right? You got all these people paying attention and following you. Who are you, right? And so that's really what it is. I should just come on here and be like, Keys, man, I am jealous, man. I wish <laughs> I could do that, right? What? Express myself, but I'm not. So I'm going to point out and be like, you know, you bullshit with the crowns and the this and who you think you are to be crowning people. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to uh, distract you, right? Right. Get you all riled up, right? So then you look at everybody and go, look, he ain't what he said he is. Because you are a human. Because they strike the wrong chord. Right. They run up on you. I right? tell people, look, I I don't even want to pretend like I'm perfect. I'm going to let you know a wolf go come out. You understand me? Hell yeah. I, I'm not even about to act like I ain't going to pull that out. I, I never told you I wasn't going to react like this. You understand me? I never told you I was that goddamn mature. So don't put yourself in that situation where a wolf got to take off the sheep's clothing. You understand right, me? Because right, right. a, a, a sheep can't take off and turn into a wolf. You understand right, me? Only a wolf can turn into a sheep by just becoming meek and humble and like I'm relaxing. You understand me? But jealousy frequency on that. And I'm, I'm going to end yeah. on this point. Yeah, I, I, sure. I talk about when a person is operating the spectrum of this jealousy frequency. And right. like the difference between jealousy and envy, of course, is that when you jealous, you want what a person has and don't want them to have it. When you right. envious, you admire what that person has, but you not necessarily don't want them to have it. You want the same thing. And of course, both of them are dangerous, but it's less dangerous to be envious of someone than it is to be jealous. But in that jealousy frequency, a lot of people don't know when they're being jealous, right? And that's where emotional intelligence comes from because they don't know when they're operating in that manner of, this is why I think that way. That's why I'm looking at this person that way. That's why I'm reacting to what they're doing because truly I'm jealous and I want to be in that position because I think that, oh, I'm more smarter than them or I have more potential than them or I can do this in a better way. I should be seated in their seats and, and give me the throne. But that jealousy frequency is dangerous when you're dealing with family, when you're dealing with friends, when you're dealing with peers, anybody in society. And so you have to be able to recognize and saying that, damn, am I operating from a place of jealousy? You understand me? Or am I am I being integral and, and have true character? And yeah, it, it's about checking yourself. I think at every point in life, anybody's become jealous of someone. You understand me? I, I didn't, uh, found out Holly Berry had a husband when I was younger. I was jealous as hell. You know what I'm talking about? I wanted, I wanted those. I was jealous of Jay-Z getting Beyonce. I didn't want him to have them. I wanted to have her, okay? <laughs> so it, oh, oh, you got to check yourself. Yeah, definitely. And so it's about checking yourself, though. If it happens, you're human. Okay, cool. But at the same time, that spectrum of jealousy is on a low spectrum of consciousness. An enlightened person that's up here, it's not even, it's almost impossible for them to become jealous. It'll have to be, yeah, when you're in that true place of enlightenment and higher thinking, you have 
to be pulled down to here, boom, that's where the frequency is. But when you always operating and cultivating that God within, it doesn't allow you to pull down into the jealousy spectrum. So you can be happy for anybody in that space. You understand me? When you in that enlightened space, you can be happy for what anybody is doing, what they have. I don't care. If they got billions, the most beautiful one. You just happy they have it. And then you you want to get the same for yourself because you see it's possible. You you see it's great, but it's not that you don't want them to have it. You're not even envious. You just you happy for what they have and you happy for the possibilities that the world creates for individuals to have what they desire and that you're going to work and get what you deserve. Right. So yes, working to get what you deserve and asking yourself, what the hell do I deserve? And you can qualify what you deserve based on what you work for. Right. So if you work for it and you go get it, you understand me? And you do the correct work, the hard work or smart work, whatever you got to do. That's what you deserve. But you don't deserve anything Absolutely. you don't work for. Absolutely. And I'm going to end with this. I'm going to go back to my opening thing when we first got on. Right. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave your audience with two things. Right. Unidentified emotions will never be managed. Mm. Unidentified emotions will never be managed, and they will always catch you at the wrong time. So, number one. Number two, if I can relate, if I can lead something with people, remember that when emotions are high, logic is low. Mm. So, the higher the emotions, the lower the logic is going to be in any situation. And the third thing I was saying. You know, you got to look at, you want to get up and look at the world through lens of emotional intelligence. And one of the ways to do that is use, I like to call the chess versus checkers theory, right? If you operate your life, chess versus checkers, you like the versus thing, right? Checkers, we already know, lighthearted game. You ain't never seen a serious game of checkers going on. Very right. simple at it. But chess, different game, right? You always got to think about the piece you're about to move, where you're about to move it. And what might happen when it get there? So as you make your decisions through life, right, as you're connecting with people, think about the moves that you're making, where you're going with it, and what the impact might be. And the only thing you can do that in a split second. And if you look at the world through that lens, you will make better decisions, and you will increase the chances of optimizing your life. Mm, keys. Keys. Brother, I appreciate you for tapping in. Man, much love. Long overdue, man. We're going to connect. I'm going to hit you uh, in a couple of days, man. Yes, sir. Let's fully tap in. Yes, Make sure y'all follow that good brother, man. I never worry. That's who y'all follow. Yes, Put your handle yes. down there real quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been a good session. Definitely. Yes, I appreciate you, dog. Yeah, I got, I got a seminar coming up this Sunday. Man, you ain't in town, are you? No, nah, I'm in L.A. Okay, okay. Well, shit, man. I'm about to catch up. I'm going to come, man. Let me know. Yeah. Let me know when you got something coming up, man. I can fly down there, man. I want to catch y'all in action, man. All right, for sure. All right. Hold on. Peace, God. Uh, um, thanks to everybody for tapping in. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. You understand me? Make sure y'all follow that good brother. I got his, his, uh, his IG pinned right there. I'm not sure how much more time we got left on here, but I'm sure it's a short amount of time. I want to thank everybody who um, also got their crowns. You understand me? These are going out for people who got that trio pack, the black and gold, green and gold. It's going to come in in strawberry, satin, gold pinned. You understand me? Blanket that you get it in, and we're going to ship them out for you. Um, this live has been sponsored by me. <laughs> uh, and, and matter of fact, it's been sponsored by I Never Worry. 
Uh, if you want to sponsor any of my other lives, any of my next posts, tap in for me though. But um, this is some of the greatest content on the planet Earth. Um, make sure y'all tap in with it. Make sure y'all stay golden. Make sure y'all stay godly, man. And I appreciate you wherever you are that's working on changing your life and shifting your paradigm for yourself, your people, your legacy. So tap in. Um, if you want to get one of these crowns, they're not on the site yet. But everything else is. And we got some really dope stuff. So go check it out. Go tap in. Support. It's all black business. Sup, Melanated Goddess. Peace. All right. That was fun. That was fun. So thanks, y'all, for tuning in. Thanks, y'all, for tapping in. We had a great one. Uh, <clears throat> I think that was good for the night. I'm trying to maintain consistency. We're doing these lives, these YouTubes and whatever to bring y'all quality content, consistent consciousness. So thanks for tapping in, YouTube. Um, I want to put down this website at the bottom for you all <clears throat> in case you want to support tonight, in case you enjoy what you heard. You understand me? Usually put that down there right there. So y'all get to tap in, you know, click the link on that bio right there and be smooth. But for the rest of y'all, stay blessed. I appreciate you and have a great evening. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.